On today's Cincinnati Business Talk Radio, we feature Christy Brown and Aaron Rosario with CompSource TPA. We're going to talk about Ohio Workers' Comp and a new software solution for safety reporting, iReport. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solution. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Christy Brown and Aaron Rosario from CompSource TPA. Thanks for joining me, ladies. Hi, Mike. Hi. Good. Before we get started, I wanted to tell our listeners about a couple of upcoming uh, special Sandler events. If you haven't uh, already made your reservation for the Dave Matson event on uh, September 1st at Kentucky Speedway, uh, I strongly suggest you do that. Dave is going to be uh, bringing Dave out, tell our, or teach our clients, our prospective clients, 10 sales behaviors that will increase sales by 30%. Uh, this is also a sales leadership summit. So if you lead a company, you'll want to hear the 10 powerful takeaways for your sales organization to bring it to the next level. Uh, Dave is going to give tips on how to uh, block time for yourself, a behavior plan to increase activities. He's going to talk about a new sales process. In fact, he's going to even preview some of the Sandler Enterprise selling system. Uh, after Dave's talk, we're going to have lunch. It should be a wonderful catered lunch. And then, given that it's a beautiful day like it is today, we're going to get in a pace truck, and we're going to drive around the track at speed. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be driving the truck, Aaron. Oh, <laughs> you were hoping. <laughs> you probably don't have a track license, but we have drivers to take us around at speed. So that that, that should be a lot of fun. Uh it's $49 now before uh, August 1st, and you can contact uh, us at 513-753-9400, dial extension 2. Okay, I'll be more than happy to take your reservation. Okay, other events that are coming up. We have a sales boot camp coming up August 17th. Uh, that's where we take people through the foundations of the Sandler selling system. The second half of that boot camp is on August 14th, and we'll talk maybe a little bit later about the Sandler Connect and Sell system, a system that allows telemarketers, telesales people to do over a thousand dials a day. I'm using it here in my business, and it is a, a, a fantastic speed demon. I, I can't do 10 simultaneous calls at the same time. This system does 10 at a time for me and uh, makes, a, makes a big difference in sales. Wow. Touching gives you the opportunity to touch 100% of the desirable opportunities, 100% of them. Uh, 
and, and you're in control. Uh, let me uh, introduce uh, our audience to you, Christy, first. Uh, Christy is a partner and chief operating officer of CompSource TPA, and she's founder of iReport Source. Uh, currently, uh, Christy is a 2017 exhibitor advisory panel uh, for the Ohio Safety Congress, a finalist in the 2016 UpTech Class 5. Why don't you tell our listeners what UpTech is? So UpTech is a tech startup accelerator for business-to-business companies. What they do is they bring you in for a five-month plus one-month class, and they teach you how to take your tech startup from a concept through fruition and help you hopefully at the end of the exit to grow your company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy has been working as a third-party administrator at uh, CompSource and uh, recognized a real gap in workers' comp reporting, uh, but also a, a gap in safety data collection in general. Uh, this became our focus in January 2015, and that's how uh, iReport I Source was born. Uh, her mission is safety, human relations, and risk management managers to streamline the process and achieve operational excellence by providing an easy-to-use software to gain insight into data analytics, risk identification, course drivers, all in one place, all in an effort to keep employees safe. That that was a tongue twister. (laughs) It certainly was. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit more about iReport a little further on in the show. Uh, Let me uh, tell our, our listeners a little bit about Aaron's background. Uh, Aaron Rosilio. Rosiello. Rosiello. I'm going to have trouble with that name. Uh, so you're going to be Aaron for the rest of the show. That works. Uh, is the Global Vice President of Sales for iReport and Vice President of Sales for CompSource. Uh, CompSource is based in uh, Loveland, Ohio. Aaron was previously the Regional Business Development Manager for the Southwestern Ohio for the Ohio Workers' Comp of that too. Uh, as, as an ambassador for CEO administrator Steve Bureau. Bureau, yeah. Oh, right, something. Uh, she worked with communities and businesses on a variety of workers' comp issues. Her duties included providing community outreach, education, as well as assisting individual employers with the Bureau of Workers' Comp programs and services and demonstrating how those services can help employers improve workplace safety and reduce premium costs. Erin brings more than 25 years of experience in assisting employers in the private sector. Her background includes business-to-business sales, generating revenue growth, uh, driving marketing initiatives, sales management, and and training. She's been recognized for her ability to build, guide, and sustain successful sales teams within a highly competitive industry. Uh, Erin's career includes 20 years in radio, television, and 10 years at the Ohio, Ohio Employers on Human Resources Issues, uh, such as workers' comp, payroll processing, unemployment costs, and HRIS system. That, that means... That means I've got a long teeth. I'm long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. <laughs> but why don't you tell our listeners exactly what you mean by HRIS? Okay, so that's just one of many services um, in my background that I would help employers with, and that is... Um, computer software where all of HR mm-hmm. functions are put in one place. So it helps keep your employee files together. And that would be part of a payroll system 
and uh, you can incorporate a lot into that. So that's one of many facets of the HR systems that I've worked with in the past. Okay. Uh, and if any of our listeners today want to ask either Christy or Aaron a question live on the air, our call-in number is 646-595-4916. We'll be able to screen your calls during the commercial breaks. Uh, Christy, how did you get into the uh, TPA business, third-party administrator? Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having us. And I know that Aaron and Brad in our office have been to the Sandler training, and they found that extremely valuable. So we're really happy that we've met you, Mike, and you've helped us improve our sales process. Um, the way that I got into this whole workers' comp business, uh, Brad is my business partner and also my spouse, and uh, he owned a third-party administrator, and he asked me to come on board with him and look at the operational side to figure out with a fresh set of eyes, what is it that we could do to kind of differentiate the business and set CompSource aside from all of the other competitors that that are in Cincinnati. So um, when I came on board, I really started working directly with the employers. So if you're not familiar with what a third-party administrator is, it's kind of an HR outsourcing function. And our main revenue streams are workers' comp administration, unemployment administration, and FMLA administration. Pardon me? FMLA, Family Medical Leave Act. Okay. <laughs> so for we assist. HR, yes, for HR people, they understood that. <laughs> we have a rule over here in Sandler that if you're going to no use. No acronyms. No acronyms, right? If you're going to use exactly. an acronym, you have to explain it first. Exactly. So, uh, I started working with the employers to look at how their program was set up from a safety perspective and, you know, looking at what kind of proactive processes could we include that would help the employers to streamline their process. And so everybody in the industry was using this packet of paper that was called a first report of injury that they would give to the employers and, and the employers would be expected to have the injured worker or worker or the supervisor fill that out if an accident occurred. Well, it just so happened that we had an employer who had a catastrophic accident. Mm -hmm. And when there's a catastrophic accident, they call us and then we deploy a team that goes out and we assist them with the process of looking at what happened in the accident and kind of keeping them three or four steps ahead of the process and making sure that we have all the data collected because in most catastrophic incidences, OSHA, which is the Ohio, or I'm sorry, Occupational Health and Safety Administration, will be called in, and they'll look at that, and the employers are subject to fine. So, in this particular day, of the two OSHAs, an Ohio OSHA and a federal OSHA, is just one. There's just one, but there's also um, what is called PERP in Ohio, and that is for government agencies. It's a version of OSHA, but there's mm-hmm. really just one national OSHA, and then Ohio's version for government. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So on this particular day, I got called out to an employer who had a forklift drive into the back of a truck who was docked, and the forklift was backing out of the truck. And as they were backing out of the truck, the the truck driver got in the truck and decided to pull the truck forward. Inertia caused that forklift to 
fall out of the back of the truck. It flipped over and then in turn went on top of the employee and crushed the employee. Mm. So my job was to go out there and kind of help walk the employer through this process. So in the meantime, when we, when I get out there, I'm six hours late into it. So, you know, I'm getting out there kind of after the fact. And I'm, I'm meeting with the family and the employer. And there sits a mother, a wife, a seven-year-old son. And we have to tell this woman that her husband is not going to come home that, that night. And we have to just start trying to explain to her what happened and how the process failed her husband. So as we started looking at the report, we realized that um, the paperwork was not filled out correctly. There were a lot of pieces missing. We couldn't um, look to see when the last time was that the, her husband had received forklift training. He was not wearing a seatbelt. The truck driver did not chalk the wheels. The truck driver did not check the back of the truck. So, you know, we're trying to tell her why, but, you know, when you look at it from a whole, it became apparent that the safety program had a lot of gaps in it. Mm -hmm. So when I left that night and I was driving in the car on the way home, I said to myself, this is something that shouldn't have happened. And there has to be a better way with all of the technology that we have today. It is insane that a process could be avoided and the consequences of that process being avoided because they didn't have a process yes. <laughs> was a, a horrific event. Mm. And uh, so let's it, talk about how that process would work after this commercial break. We'll be back in about uh, two minutes. Again, if you have a question for either Christy or Aaron, the number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to uh, some more information about the September 1st Dave Matson event. Hi, this is Mike Roth. Are you sick and tired of not earning what you're worth? Are you frustrated with long sales cycles and angry when you have to negotiate away most of your profit or commission to get the deal? There is a better way. I want to invite you to join us on September 1st for a career-changing event. I'm bringing David Matson to the Kentucky Speedway for a special event, a Sales Leadership Summit. David will share 10 powerful ideas to take your sales organization to the next level. The event is designed to grow your sales by at least 30%. At Sandler Training by Strategic Sales Experts, we're tough, expensive, and not for everyone. For full details, check our website at strategic.sandler.com. Or if you know that you really want to attend or have questions, call me directly on my cell, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest question. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-646-6523. 
This is Mike Roth with Aaron and Christy. Uh, Christy, why don't you tell our listeners before we continue how they can get a hold of CompSource TPA at the end of the show. Sure. So if you have questions after the show, we recommend that you reach out to Erin Rosiello. And you can reach her at 513-718-2830, and the operator will connect you to Erin. Or you can email her at E-R-O-S-E-L-L-O at CompSourceTPA.com. Great. So before we took the break, you were telling our listeners about this uh, horrible accident scene that you arrived at six hours late. What was the the next step? So, um, you know, after we sat with the family and, and, you know, gave them our condolences and started working through what the process would be, you know, moving forward, the only question she could ask, you know, as you can imagine, to be in that heartbreaking moment is why? Why? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure she didn't hear anything else after we stopped it. Oh, this is. What... And when I started looking through the report, I, I couldn't tell her why. I, you know, I mean, I could tell her why, but it definitely wasn't an answer that she wanted to hear. You know, the truck driver should have chopped the wheels. The truck driver should have checked the back of the truck. The her husband should have had a, you know, a safety belt on. The company should have trained more often in uh, forklift safety training. So like I said, as I was headed home that day and I was driving in the car, I, it became my mission at that point to figure out a way for employers to collect the data the same exact way every time an accident occurred, whether the employee had been on the job for one day or 30 years, they were collecting nation in the same exact way. So that when a, we were ever faced with that situation again, we could give her the why. We had collected all of the information. And then to take it a step further, I started thinking, why didn't that company have all of those safety processes and procedures in place? So we started looking at the, a software that would allow an employer to keep track of site inspections keep track of near misses, keep track of training, so they could do all of the proactive things that are needed to keep the employees safe. An employee has a right to go to work and expect to come home at night. So that's when iReport was born, and I spent the last two years navigating the Cincinnati tech scene, which is very hot and emerging, by the way. And uh, so iReport is here, and we're excited to tell everybody about it. We think that employers um, across the nation need to check this out. Um, It is the only app that is out there and available that includes a cradle-to-grave safety solution that allows you to report on all of the necessary verticals to keep your employees safe. And we've uh, also come up with an algorithm that has predictive analytics that starts to direct employers where they can go and where they should spend their money and their budgets at the end of the year to keep employees safe. And it allows employers to manage their safety programs so that they can ensure that things are being taken care of as issues arise. Mm -hmm. So is this more applicable to small employers or large employers? Um, We like to say it's across the board. You know, it's across the board. Obviously, an employer, we have a good, better, best solution. So an employer who has, you know, one to 50 employees, he's not necessarily going to have an accident regularly. But when an accident occurs, he knows all he has to do is go to the app to have the process followed fluently. And it doesn't matter who the employee is and if they've been trained. If they just are trained to go to the app, they'll be able to report an accident or injury with all the pertinent information appropriately at the time it happens. Hmm. That's interesting that it hasn't been around as part of an HR system for, an HR system seems to have been around for years. 
I think that might have to do with the uh, workers' comp piece, safety piece, OSHA piece. For for some reason, it seems that um, they're a little bit slower, mm-hmm. um, and it may have to do in Ohio specifically with um, uh, one system in place, one insurance company, that being the Bureau of Workers' Comp. So what we have found is there's not a lot of um, cutting-edge technology yet, Um with regard to early claims management and gathering of data in one central location for things that are both um, statewide as well as national requirements like OSHA reporting. Mm-hmm. Now, does that vary by state here in Kentucky? We're recording the show today in Kentucky. Absolutely. Uh, it's a different workers' comp system here. It is, but what we have found is on the um, management of claims, and this is across the board, we hear this from safety folks across the nation, that there is not one place where they can go and, as Christy mentioned, cradle to grave and monitor injuries, near misses, accidents, um, all centrally in one place and compile that data in one place. Mm-hmm. And that, that's compiled by employer. Well, actually, um, as, you, as we learn more about this app, the um, reporters are the employees out in the field. So when they have an incident or an accident, they're inputting the data into this app that is then brought into a dashboard, and that's where the data is compiled. So in other words, each employee in a company with 50 employees would, would load this in, onto their Android phone or onto their... Uh... Apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if an accident occurs or they experience a near miss, so a near miss we like to describe as an accident. Nobody was injured, but there was an incident that occurred that would be considered yeah. unsafe. We had that here. We were moving a bookcase. Oh. <laughs> there were no books in it. Okay. It looked perfectly safe. It was empty, and two of us picked it up. And since we're not movers, we're salespeople here and sales trainers, we picked it up at an angle. And it promptly collapsed and pancaked. Oh. <laughs> no injuries, though, right? No injuries, but it was what you would call a near miss. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And those are just as important to track from a prevention standpoint as an actual incident. Because once you have a pattern there, you can hopefully prevent those near misses and actual accidents that occur in that type of scenario. Yeah. yeah. I learned I'm never going to pick up another bookcase. <laughs> We're working to help employers change the mindset of the near misses as well. You know, I think historically people would look at a near miss and they wouldn't report a near miss, one, because it was a difficult process or there was a piece of paper that they had to fill out and they didn't want to take the time to do it, but two, because they were afraid that it would mean that they got in trouble. Uh, you know, employers really need to start looking at those near misses as opportunities to make improvements, looking at the safety process. Is there a safety process? Is there a training issue? Making sure that they're having the employees retrained. So really, you know, it's a mindset and a company culture change that needs to take place so that they start encouraging employees, keep your neighbor safe, because you never know when an accident could occur. And if you can, you know, help fix a situation so that the accident doesn't occur, that, you know, they're one step closer to, one, saving money and saving lives. So if a uh, employer was a ComSource TPA client and using uh, iReport Source, uh, who would do the safety training? So what happens is when, when we meet with employers, they don't necessarily need to be a client of ComSource. You know, for starters, they can have any TPA. Mm-hmm. And the way these apps are written, they will shoot the information to whomever that company chooses. Um, so that's kind of the, the starter for it. 
Yeah. So we, we can do some basic safety consultants. So we go in and we meet with the employers to try to understand where their program's at. Um, and then we start to customize the process around the employer and what they have. If it is a situation where it feels like maybe it's a little more than what we know about safety, then we will look regionally to determine whether or not we have a partner that's in that area that can help them. A lot of times employers already have a safety company that they're working with. So, you know, it depends on what region or area we're in. So, you know, we've got customers all over. What we find, too, is with the larger employers, they may have a safety consultant on staff or a safety manager on Actually staff. Actually, a safety department. Or mm-hmm. even a safety department in some mm-hmm. cases. And one of their challenges, and I've heard this many times uh, when I was working with the Bureau as well as when I've worked with third-party administration, um, many times they have all this information, and their biggest challenge is getting it timely and then manually have to input the information into various databases, Excel spreadsheets, and then they don't have a way in which they can combine the data to look at it from a standpoint of prevention moving forward. Yeah. And, and a, another big problem is a lot of these you know, safety managers that are out there, they've been with the company for 30 plus years. They can do safety in their sleep. The problem is, how do you supersede that? So as they start to, you know, these baby boomers start to retire, how do you make sure that you're still drawing those same conclusions that, you know, the veteran could do in his sleep, but now you're bringing in these college graduates and people who've been in the business for less than 10 years, and, you know, how do they understand what it means when, you know, uh, an accident occurs and what kind of processes need to change until they've been with that company for a while, unless you have a software like iReport, how do you draw those conclusions and know where you're going to spend your budget for next year? So it takes people through it from stem to stern. Again, uh, if you have a question, uh, you can call in on 646-595-4916. Let me... uh, ask you one one question then we're going to go away sandler rule uh christy or or aaron uh what is it that makes uh or what is your unique marketing advantage at CompSource tpa okay so from the tpa standpoint which is a little bit different than the iReport standpoint sure we're a smaller boutique shop that uh we we really keep our number of clients per claims rep very small so that we can be strategic, proactive, and involved and engaged with our clients on a regular basis. So as opposed to um, being with a much larger company and uh, having huge caseloads and not having the ability to be strategic, um, we are very in tune with our clients and very proactive with them. So that's one big differentiator. Um, Also, CompSource does a couple things different, like uses attorneys as opposed to hearing reps. Um, when, Could you tell our listeners exactly what that means? Um, absolutely. So when there's a workers' comp claim and it needs to go to hearing, and that's through the Industrial Commission in Ohio or in Kentucky, they have their own version, um, as opposed to sending a hearing rep who cannot practice law, who cannot interrogate witnesses or present evidence, we make sure that all of our clients are represented by attorneys. That's very different. A lot of folks don't do that. A lot of third-party administrators don't do that. So. And what's the result for your clients by having a... Well, you have better outcomes when you're able to at least state your case and argue your case. So our goal is to make sure that um, when there is a claim that is questionable, 
that we have representation and are able to tell our story. So now, if you take comp sources philosophy of the hearing reps using the single point of contact and you add iReport into that, we're doing what you can to set the employer up for the best possible outcome, whether it's taking care of the employee and making sure that they get back to work on time or making process improvements, or if they do get to a situation where unfortunately sometimes it does happen, 35% of all workers' comp claims are deemed to be fraudulent or abusive. If you do find yourself in that situation, at this point, you've done everything you can. You've got the proper reporting, you've got the proper claims management from a proactive standpoint, and then you've got the attorney. So we're hoping to set the employers up for the best possible outcome, you know, one, taking care of the injured worker, but also to, you know, try to help the employer with their budget. Sure. Thanks very much. Again, if you have a question, you call in on 646-595-4916. And let's listen to a Sandler rule. Hello, I'm Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Training, and I'm here today to talk about Sandler Rule number 34, which says work smart and not hard. So one of the things we need to do when we're involved in in going after a, a prospect is to learn how to qualify and disqualify early on. Uh, it's been my experience, you know, having done this for many, many years, as we coach our clients, as, as we train them, that they seem to spend, many of them, an incredible amount of time chasing, following up business they're never going to get. And for goodness sakes, if you're going to follow, you know, finish second, why do you even want to bother being in there? We don't get paid on experience. And frequently what happens is uh, we, we have a prospect maybe who's on our top 10 list, let's say, and we want so badly to meet them. And we finally get an appointment with Mr. or Ms. Big and and uh, we're brought in there, and uh, next thing you know, we're doing a proposal to a totally unqualified situation. And uh, maybe it's a much larger piece of business than we normally would be working with. And we wind up in Think It Overland. And next thing you know, we're following up, and we're, we're making phone calls, and, and we're sending emails, and nothing's happening. I'll tell you what is happening is we're not prospecting because we're spending too much time with prospects we're never going to do business with. In fact, I'd like you to write that question down and kind of track it over the next several days. How much time do I spend following up, chasing business I'm never going to get, and how do I suffer with that? One of the ways that you can work around that is instead of going after a a large chunk of dollars, start with a smaller piece. We call it a monkey's paw. Get some dollars, maybe for an assessment, maybe for a pilot program, You'll also keep your competition out of the picture. You'll at least feel like you're making some progress, and then you can make it work better. So, again, Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Rule number 34, work smart, not hard. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Aaron and uh, Christy, and uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit in this uh, in this segment about uh, leadership. Uh, Christy, from your experience, and, and you too, Aaron, maybe each one of you can give our listeners one leadership tip. 
So my leadership tip would be to always hire people who are better than you. Don't be afraid. Um, I have seen it time and time again in my 20 years of experience, work experience, where managers feel threatened or or they're not confident in their skill set. And so they, you know, I think there's a book out there called Rainmaker, and they talk about, you know, eights, higher sevens, sevens, higher sixes. So what I have found the key to success in leadership is to hire people who are much better than you, because hopefully with that whole combination of all these great thinkers and, you know, with all the different skill sets, you know, try to look for people with unique skill sets different from yours, that you are able to uh, produce better results when you hire people, those A players. Wow. Very well thought through, Christy. (laughs) Good job. That's good. How about so, you, Aaron? So mine's a pretty simple takeaway. I think um, one of the, the leadership tips that I would share is be the leader that rolls up their sleeves and shows others how to do uh, what they need to do by doing. So set a good example and don't be afraid to, to work hard. And so I found that to be very useful throughout my entire career. That's great. That's great. Uh, what do you think are the long-term uh prognosis for workers' comp here in Ohio and uh, northern Kentucky. Are those costs going to be going up, remaining the same, or going down for employers? Well, according to OSHA, death claims are going down. So if you look when OSHA first came about, and I don't remember what year it was that OSHA came about, but the, the death claims have gone down significantly by process improvement. And I think as OSHA continues to look at different industries and to help kind of guide the employers and employers start to get on board. And I think as the millennials start to come into play, you know, everybody gives the millennials a hard uh, way to go, calling them lazy and, and things like that. But I think that they have to think differently because they need to look at problems from a totally different perspective than what we do. So I think uh, I think workers' comp is going to, as we kind of have this communal learning and this working together in the spirit of, you know, one and, and uh, you know, if you look at marketing and branding, it's really changed from what is your mission statement and how are you helping people? And if you look a lot of the products that are out there right now, Tom's Shoes is a perfect example for every pair of shoes you buy. They send a pair of shoes over to some third world country. I really think that you're going to see workers' comp start to take on a new meaning of more of a, not an adversary role, but a, you know, let's work together and figure out how we can solve this problem. By 2018, it is expected that more than 50% of the workforce population will be a millennial. So that'll be interesting to see how that starts to kind of change the tide, I think. Sure, sure. And I can speak to Ohio. Um, I know that right now the base rates are the lowest for state-funded employers um, that they've been in quite some time. Um, They've had a lot of reductions, and that is an attribute to employers as a whole. Uh, within the state that they've done a good job. And I think that, you know, as businesses get more lean and understand their bottom line, they've come to realize that workers' comp is not just an expense that you have to take. It it is controllable. And so that's why having a good third-party administrator, that's why having a, a app that can I help report. you. I, I'll just say it, I report. By having those tools that help you manage the claims up front will definitely impact and control the costs in the long run. So with this technology and other technologies out there, I think people do a better job of tracking claims and keeping costs down. So how long has iReport been in the actual market where an employer could 
deploy it for their uh, workforce? It's it's still relatively new. So uh, we Kristen? launched it at the 2016 Ohio Safety Congress. Prior to that, we had some pilots and you know test companies and things like that. But we actually launched in uh, March of 2016, and currently on the iTunes Store, we are the 125th uh, business app, most downloaded business app. Okay, that's pretty good. And does the Ohio Workers' Comp or the Northern Kentucky Workers' Comp give a discount for an employer who uses the app? We're not quite there yet. Yes. <laughs> so I think that the employer will see in their premium as a result of being more proactive um, and impact, but that takes time. The employers who seem to be the most excited by this are the states where there's a deductible, a dollar-for-dollar dollar deductible. Those are the employers who really start to see the impact quickly because, you know, at the end of the year, it affects your bottom line. How much did you pay out in your workers' comp deductible? Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, you know, right now we're working with a lot of those type of companies who are paying that deductible. We're working with a lot of the high-risk companies, you know, that when you talk to them about improving the process and they've got claim frequency, it's really a no-brainer when you have that conversation with them. They get it. The, the, they, they're, they've been looking for the solution. You can see their eyes light up. Like, oh my gosh, it's finally here. So, you know, the general industry, I think, is, is um, they don't really understand that they even have a problem because some of them, they don't even have safety programs, you know, even though maybe they should be OSHA compliant. So, you what know, there's been a high-risk industries? Trucking um, is a big one. You know, uh, the need for the mobility. If a truck driver is out on the road and he has an accident, um, you know, he might try to reach into his glove box. Maybe the paper's there. Maybe the paper's not there. Maybe he's in a different state. Uh, Maybe he doesn't uh, even know what the process is. So you just get them used to going to the app and there's a decision-making tree on there. They go and they input the information, whether they're with internet access or without, it is a true app which allows the injured worker or the supervisor to file the report. And then once they have internet access, the phone will sync up and upload the information so you don't lose out on that critical information. The app also allows them to take photos and have recorded witness statements, which is very helpful too in the whole process of gathering information on the front end of the claim. Mm-hmm. A good application for the app, uh, you know, the shooting in Florida a couple of months ago, there's a general liability reporter on there that would have allowed the owner of that nightclub to go through and quickly collect the data, picture, statement, phone numbers of all of the people that were involved in that. I'm sure that, you know, police have a paperwork trail of how they have to do that. But, but you know, if you just think about those chaotic situations when fight or flight kick in, and you're hoping like heck your employee is the one who can fight through it, right? But if you've got the guy who has the flight, you know, it is crucial to be able to collect that information and collect it in a good, in a, in a complete manner. So again, the app in those kind of emergent situations, if you can just get your employees to go, okay, the app, I need to go to the app. What do I do? It'll walk them through the entire process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are there legal app, legal ramifications for people filling out uh, these forms in the app? So there are all kinds of uh, communications acts and privacy acts that are mandated at the state and federal and local level, and we have all of those covered depending on which state you're in. So everything is driven through the settings of the employee setup. Okay. 
So an employer who has multiple states, would it would also work? Mm-hmm. Yep, it works. And uh, workers' comp is HIPAA exempt, but we do, you know, make sure that our servers are, you know, cover the the, pri- the PII, which is personal identification information, and also the HIPAA Act. Um, we do recommend employers start looking at, and this is not just for, and in our situation with iReport, but if you're going to allow your employees, the new word is BYOD which is bring your own device or BYOT, bring your own technology. So a lot of companies are allowing workers to start using their laptop, their own laptops, their personal cell phones, because people don't want to carry around two cell phones anymore. We do recommend if you are an employer and you're going to allow your workers to access any of your company information, whether it's your company email, it's apps, it's anything that has to do with your company, we do recommend that you partner with a company who has a, uh, they call them mobile device management plans. And um, there's plenty of vendors out there. If you Google it, you can find some. But a mobile device management plan will help you understand what happens when that employee is terminated or they leave the company. Um, It'll allow the employer to wipe the data clean, but it'll also protect that sensitive data. So there's all kinds of options to make sure that you're looking at that. So if you are thinking about exploring technology as an employer, you definitely need to look into that mobile device management plan. Mm-hmm. I guess I would be derelict if I didn't ask you uh, how much does this iReport source cost per user? How is that? How does that work? Well, we have a good, better, best solution, um, and we're confident that we have a solution for every employer. Um, it can range from nine ninety nine a year per download if you're looking at that good solution, and then depending on the number of supervisors that you have on the enterprise version, which is the best solution, and how much customization you did, that price can change. But it is a SaaS model, and they do pay monthly, so it, there is a low barrier cost to entry. So roughly $10 a month per user? Uh, on the on, on the, uh, oh, the good level. Good level, yes. yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's per year. Per year? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's less than a dollar Yeah, a when you get into that better and best solution, then it's a monthly fee. What do you get? For the better and best solution, I'm a little confused. Okay, so you have the app, mm-hmm. and that that's your good solution, which kicks out all the reports that you need in a PDF fashion along with photos and, and uh, recorded statements. But um, many employers want more than that, and they want that data. They want access to that data. Mm-hmm. So the, the next two levels provide a dashboard that is customizable, and Christy can drill down a little bit more into that and what that includes. Yeah, so uh, there's there's a ba- there's that uh, good solution or the I'm sorry the <laughs> better solution on the enterprise version. It doesn't have a suite of the reports that are offered in that uh, best solution, mm-hmm. but it does have the dashboard which has a social media look and feel. So as an accident or an injury or a car accident are reported, it uploads into that and it immediately notifies the supervisor depending on how you have the rules engine set up. But with that, they're able to start looking at the claim immediately and be notified immediately and start taking action right away to manage that claim. There's a task manager in there. You can send push notifications to your supervisors and reporters. 
So let's say you've got an injured worker who's headed to the urgent care and you're the supervisor. You want to send him a notification that says, hey, make sure that you let me know if you're going to be off work. So it'll immediately ping his phone and you'll have proof that you did that. So anyway, um, you know, we would love to talk to you guys more about iReport. I could talk about it all day since I'm the founder. You can tell I'm just a little bit passionate about a it. A little bit excited. <laughs> We're going to take another, another commercial break here. Okay. And if our listeners have a question, you can call in on uh, 646 595 Four nine one six. We uh, have a couple of open lines. Let's listen to a couple of uh, Sandler commercials. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder and president of Sandler Training by Roth and Associates. You've been listening to me talk about sales, growth, and development for years. Now, listen to what my clients have to say. Hi, this is meteorologist Rich Apuzo, chief operating officer at Sky Eye Weather. We are consultants for multi-million-dollar businesses that are directly impacted by the weather. I've been a client of Sandler Training by Mike Roth for just over six months, yet even in these tough economic times, our business continues to grow. Mike has done an amazing job with me, and I want to thank the folks at Sandler Training for all their help. And hey, when you're talking to Mike about sales, if you need a meteorologist, ask for my number. To find out more about Sandler Training and how it might grow your business, contact us at 513-646-6523. That's 513-646-6523. 6523 or visit us at www.rothconsulting.net. In a world of quick weight loss, extreme makeovers, and everything else at warp speed, it makes sense for salespeople to expect instant results from one-day training programs. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Do you think the number one golfer in the world learned to play at a seminar? Of course not. Without daily practice, coaching, and reinforcement, he'd be an 18 handicapped. So why would you try to build your professional sales skills and your career with a quick seminar and a $79.95 rah-rah session? For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at Roth & Associates, 513-646-6523 to find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house. Call me at 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Aaron and Christy. Uh, I'll I'll ask each one of you ladies to respond to this question. Uh, We have a a theory of operation here at uh, Strategic Sales Experts that complex problems can only be solved with complex solutions. When you apply a simple solution to a complex problem, you get a bigger problem and you don't get a solution. Perhaps you could share with our audience, uh, ladies, a complex problem that you solved with a complex solution that might be transferable to another industry. Christy, I think you have that one covered with iReport. <laughs> For sure. That was definitely a complex problem. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll share one if you sure. want to um, talk about that. Um, in my previous job, I had to take information that was um, not well known to employers. There are 250,000 employers in Ohio and try to um, explain to them a very complex system, which was, you know, how the Bureau of Workers Comp um, is set up and how it affects them and how they pay premium. And uh, this kind of is, is 
going against what you had asked in that there was not a complex solution. What I had to do is take a very complex problem, and that's explaining this complex system, and really simplify it um, so that the average person could understand it. And that was a huge challenge. That was a huge challenge. But um, getting rid of all acronyms, you know, mm-hmm. no acronyms allowed, and, and, you know, we all love to use those. But uh, just really breaking down the process, simplifying it in language that people can understand, and um, providing them with some repetition as well so that they could retain and better grasp what that is. But uh, just to give you a little background with workers' compensation, I think this applies across the board. People don't understand that it is actually a controllable expense and that there is a budget and an actual. They have expected losses and then actual losses and that when they spend more than they're supposed to, that their premiums go up. So uh, that was my complex problem, is how do you explain something that takes underwriters you know, decades to master and make it to where a small business owner that really doesn't care about workers' comp other than it's a cost, and make it put it in a language in a way in which they can understand that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to take you way out in the weeds here for a second in a previous life. So uh, prior to coming on board at CompSource, I was the uh, director of global procurement for a local company here in Kentucky called Blue Star. And in 2008, when the uh, recession started to hit, uh, you know, everybody was following the trend and cutting back and cutting employees. And, you know, I happen to know that we were in a cutting edge technology. We were handling technology products. Um, the company was handling point of sale products. So they really started to ride the wave of, you know, when the electronic cash registers started moving to these POS terminal terminals and the mobile computing started coming out. So, um, one day my, I reported to the CEO and he came to me and he said, we have to start cutting inventory. You know, we're, the recession is here. We're going to find ourselves in a situation where we have too much inventory. And, uh, you know, I said to Steve, I said, listen, I don't think we should cut the inventory. And he said, what? You know, are you stupid? I said, look at these trends. We're in technology business. When there's a time of recession, people start looking for ways to cut overhead. They're using your technology to create efficiencies. You don't need to cut your inventory. So what we did, instead of cutting the inventory, we started working with all of the manufacturers and making sure that we were working with their overseas team to make sure that we were carefully planning our inventory and where the inventory went and how we could make it modular. And we actually went from second in the industry to first in the industry because our competitor was a public company and they had to cut all of their inventory by 50%. And when everybody needed the product, guess who had it? And we could charge whatever we wanted for it. So a complex situation, you don't always follow the trend. You need to make sure that you really understand what your product is, what it does, and look at your numbers to see if what you're about to do really matches up. That was great. That was a one of the better answers we've ever had on the So we made it all the way through the recession and when I exited when I started they were at 20 million in revenue and when I exited they were uh, about to approach a billion. So Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. The recession never touched us. So, uh, Christy and Aaron, uh, what motivates you to make a uh, a tough decision? Well, for me, you know, uh, we own the company, so tough decisions are just part of the process, right? Um, you know, I think a big... It's funny you said that because I talked to someone uh, this week, 
and this lady had been an owner for a long time. And she said to me, Mike, this is the first time I actually had to Oh, wow. It it, it was a first. It was a first, yeah. Yes. That was a tough decision for her. What's a tough decision for you? Uh, You know, that definitely is one. Steve that I worked for always, his philosophy was be slow to hire and quick to fire. So the minute you realize that the employee is not going to work out, you should start having that conversation. I don't know that we always do that. But um, what motivates me to make tough decisions is – you know, really trying to communicate. I think communication is a lost art, right? Mm-hmm. I think that um, with cell phones and technology, even though I'm an advocate of technology, I think that that good old-fashioned phone call sometimes is better than sending a text or an email. And, you know, everything is lost in translation when you start to send texts and emails. And then, you know, somebody looks at that and they read it different than it was intended. So um, I think Tough decisions don't have to be tough decisions if you keep the communication along the way. And that's really my goal is to, to continue to communicate with people so that they are not surprised by a tough decision, that they, everybody's kind of on board and, and we know what direction we're, we're headed in. All right. <coughs> tough decision. Tough decisions. Um, I make tough decisions when it is preventing me, whatever that decision may be, is preventing me from moving forward. So if there's an obstacle in the way and it requires making those tough decisions, um, you, you just need to do it for forward movement. It, it was interesting what, what you were saying, uh, Christy, about phone calls being effective. And uh, I've just got to go back to the, uh, the Sandler uh, Connect and Sell Lightning System, which is just phenomenal at, at, at making calls. I can sit there, and I'm not particularly fast, so I'm going to run at about 80 to 90 calls an hour and get seven to eight people on the phone and the results are phenomenal when you when you're getting people on the phone because i know there have been a couple of people that i connected with that i thought oh boy i've talked to them five years ago they're they're not prospects why am i dialing them but they're they were their their name and number were in the machine and they dial i dialed them and we get face-to-face meetings where we turn some of those people into new clients. <laughs> we have a saying in the office, with enough ignorance and confidence, you can accomplish anything. <laughs> <laughs> Salespeople can sometimes be their own worst enemy, right? When they think, oh boy, I've talked to them five times, they're probably, but just hopefully that day with enough you know, confidence, you'll be able to get them on the phone and maybe they, they had a tough time with their other third-party administrator and you caught them at that exact moment when they had, had a bad claim or something like that. <laughs> I had the name of a 10-year-old CEO, a CEO that I talked to 10 years ago, and he, he pops up. He's not there. I wind up talking to someone else. There's a new CEO, a new company owner, and I wind up with a legitimate prospect. <laughs> Whereas if I would have made a conscious decision, I would have said, let's not call this company. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Uh, Turnover is a good thing sometimes. Sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes it is. Uh, as you're doing so much technology, I got to ask you one last technology question, Christy, about your own CompSource uh, TPA website. Are you doing that yourself now that you're a technology company on the other side of your life? Oh, you know, I do write the blog post. Um, we probably are ready for a, another update. Uh, we certainly are getting ready to relaunch the iReport website with videos and our knowledge library and our shopping cart. Um, but definitely, you know, uh, technology is at the front of the mind. How can we continuously improve and, and, you know, market ourselves? And what does that search engine optimization look like? You know, uh, 
You know, I learned a, a key fact the other day for search engine optimization, you know, for business owners out there who are looking to improve on that. You need to make sure that the search engine optimization company that you work for, which I, a lot of companies are getting calls constantly, you know, the, the cold calling for that is we probably receive at least six or seven calls a day for search engine optimization, is make sure that you have them prove to you their analytics and looking at their reports to see that they actually are. There are a lot of companies out there that will charge you a monthly fee. Stay away from the monthly fees and make sure they prove to you and explain to you exactly what that search engine optimization looks like. Can I ask you to expand a little bit on that? Because there are a lot, you know, there are a lot of people who get charged $50 or $75. How do you get them to prove that? So a good search engine optimization company one will uh, explain to you exactly what they're doing. So Google, the reason search engine optimization companies came about is because Google constantly changes the algorithm that they use to make your name, number, website pop up first. And if you don't stay ahead of that with your website and the information that you have, your company will not come up first. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, is there a proof method uh, that you use? Or, or is it a pay-for-performance kind of a scenario? Uh, you want to make sure that they show you the reports that they're going to provide you with so that you've got a benchmark. So we believe that which gets measured gets improved. You want to make sure that they show you that, you know, each month that your uh, optimization is getting better and better and where your place is. And if they're not able to show that to you, it means that they're really not doing anything for you. Good. And uh, if our listeners want to find out who you recommend, They can call you directly on. Absolutely. You can reach me at 844-377-4737, or you can reach me at cbrown at ireportsource.com. Great. Uh, Thanks for being with us, ladies. Uh, Thank you. For taking part in the show today. I'm going to be giving you uh, each a a Sandler book. And you sound like, Krista, you need a Sandler high-tech book. Uh, (laughs) And Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth and Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.